always track the mortgages that you haven't done. So if you have any application or a co-signer that has a mortgage or some mortgage that you haven't done before, track those dates and those renewal dates because those people are already going to be a warm lead for you. They've already met you because they've co-signed maybe their kid's mortgage with you or whatever. So they know you, they like you already. And then you can contact them six months before their renewal date. If they, let's say, have their mortgage with their bank and say, hey, I'd be happy to give you some options at renewal time. You know, we did your son's mortgage back in whenever. And I'm happy to give you an opinion if you want. And they're just so open to it because they've already met you. They already know you. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show, I have Candace Carr. Candace is a mortgage broker based out of Regina, Saskatchewan, and averages about 200 mortgages a year, has a fantastic business and team. And I dive into a conversation with her to find out about some of the things that she's done to improve her business, especially in the last year. She talks about how she's added SEOs, helped her business, how focusing on reviews and some other process changes that have really helped her continue to grow even in this challenging market. I think you're gonna enjoy this conversation I have with Candice. Also, just as a side note, I wanted to let you know that we have a brokerage bricks and we just went into Saskatchewan. So I'm pretty excited about talking to some of the movers and shakers in Saskatchewan like Candace, find out more about the market, how it works there. As we know, mortgages are the same, but different, if you will, based on kind of region and stuff. So we're excited to have the company set up in Saskatchewan. And if there's something you're interested in, check out whybricks.com. And before I jump into this episode, let me give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy to use and it's got some smart features like smart docs so it knows what documents your client's going to need it's got smart submission notes it knows the key data it pulls from the application to send to your lender and it's connected to lender spotlight and lender spotlight recently got an upgrade adding ai so that you can actually use natural language questions to find answers and search their seven to eight thousand documents that they've built into that check out lendescom finmo and check out this conversation i have with candace Hey, Candice, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little about yourself and how you got in the mortgage business. I've been doing mortgages for 12 years and I got into the business by the broker that I worked with at the time. I was buying a lot to build a house. I was on maternity leave and she suggested, hey, you know what? You'd be really good in this business. You should get into it. Here's how you get licensed. You know, you'd need to do maybe two mortgages a month to equal what you're making now in pay taking away childcare expenses because you can work from home, you could be with your kids at home more. And to me, that sounded ideal. I'd like to be home with my kids. And I thought it was time for a change. I wanted to get into something where I could grow it and grow a business. And so it took off from there. Right. It's awesome. And so you have a team and stuff. So tell me a little bit about what you have for a structure. I got more questions about sort of your path and what you've learned and stuff. But yeah, before we get so into that, I maybe do... a little bit about your team and if you're okay, even production like units or something. I know that in Saskatchewan, you're probably, the mortgages are smaller. So compared to other markets, but even units. You guys do yeah. a lot of units sometimes in these smaller markets. Yeah, we do a lot of units. And it's sad for me to hear some of the other volume versus units from the bigger centers. But the team structure, so I was initially with TMG and then I was ready to kind of brand my own group and company just to kind of differentiate. Doing this for 12 years now, it was kind of time to make a bit of a change. And they offered to do basically like a co-brokerage with me. So I opened Kindred Mortgage Co., and kept the same team that I had with TMG and brought on a few really great other experienced brokers. So 
as far as units go, I'd have to double check what the rest of the girls do. But last year, I was just about at 200 units just myself. So Right. Yeah, that's which, awesome. Then what do you have for support? Like, do you have people that help you with your files or the 200 files you did you do them yourself? I did have a full-time assistant for all year last year, actually. So she definitely was a huge contributor. She did a lot of the document collection. I did the initial collection, but she did like submitting to lenders, sending out documents, signing packages, sending out my renewal letters, birthday cards, kind of all the admin stuff for me that way. But I still did most of the contact with all of the clients. Okay. So you transitioned from being in the dental field into mortgages. What was the hardest part for you? I think ignorance is bliss. And at the time, I had no idea what I didn't know. Because now thinking for somebody to come in totally unrelated to mortgages, I'm like, man, you have no idea. It's harder though. I mean, it is harder than it was. Like in terms of at least the underwriting piece has gotten so much more complex, right? I totally agree. And I mean, there's just so much to know. So luckily at the time I was just ignorant to it and I didn't know. I just like, yeah, I can do this. But now having someone come in totally unrelated to mortgages or finance at all would be a big challenge for sure. Right. Not impossible, but a challenge. Not impossible. Yeah. You got to have good training and support or else you're going to probably really struggle. If you think back over the last 12 years, something that you failed at, but now looking back, you're like, oh, actually there was a lesson there. Uh, I would say be careful who you hit your wagon to. I would say that's, it was a really great lesson and I'm really happy I learned it early on. And just to keep those really good connections close, because I think relationships is everything in this business, whether you're Mm -hmm. talking about client relationships, lender relationships, like who your partners are, who your brokers are that are with you and on your team, because I think team is really important. All of us just happens to be all female. All of us ladies are pretty close and talk mortgages all the time and support each other's businesses and share ideas and help each other grow, which I think is super important. I think that partnering with somebody is like marriage. So hundred percent is. Yeah. So you said hitching your wagon. So there's obviously a story there. You must've had the wrong wagon at one point. Yeah. I think I've had a couple of wrong wagons, but I realized it quickly and moved on from it and learned. And I think with every situation you kind of take, Hey, what could I have done differently? You know, what am I going to not do again next time? So yeah, definitely. So what's a change you've made to your mortgage business in the last year that you're like, man, am I ever glad I've done X. I'm curious. I just recently had my website and everything redone for SEO, which has actually made a huge difference. I was curious if it actually would, or if it was all kind of just fluff. I had a lot of Google reviews on as much as some, but around 135, I think I have now, which I thought was great. But I did some research into SEO, which was actually sparked by a spam email I received with some report on how my website was ranking. So just out of curiosity, I asked somebody that was reputable about it. And we started doing some SEO things and it's really helped. Like I do ask everybody how they got my name because I want to know if it's from another client so I can say thank you or realtor referral or Google. And there has been a huge uptake in people who found me through Google. Right. So you said you were 200 files last year. How's this year looking? I don't know what the market's like in Saskatchewan. Like market seems to be down in general, but how, what are you noticing? Yeah, I'd say it's definitely down for sure. My assistant stepped back this year. So I've been doing it on my own since about end of July, beginning of August. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a bit of a transition. And I definitely would be looking to bring someone on because I do think next year is going to be really wild as far as volume and stuff goes. Mm-hmm. So I need to make that change and get somebody onboarded and get rolling with an assistant again. Right. So you said that you're best getting the SEO thing set up. Will you close mortgages every month from SEO or is it like yeah. every other month? I would so say so. Getting yep. something every month. Probably three. I'm going to say three a month, probably. Yeah. Just from SEO. And I mean, who knows? Maybe I would have gotten them anyway without the SEO, but 
I do think it helps to have that stuff reviewed, which I wasn't a huge believer in it before, but I'm open-minded. So I thought, oh, I'll try it. If it doesn't work, then forget it. But yeah, yeah it's definitely something that I haven't done before. I tried it and I'm like, wow, this actually does work. So. And if you notice a change in your mix of business, like a prime versus non-prime or what's your yeah. business split like? I would say in the past, I mostly do triple A type of business. And especially in the last, I don't know, six months, maybe we're starting to see some of that troublesome those stories come out from after COVID or job loss or can't make payments, you know, inflation's just taking a toll on people. So I have seen a lot more B business, not so much private, but on the B side. And luckily there are people that have good equity and they're good fit for the B side. So I've seen an uptake in it for sure. And then in terms of your process, so you had an assistant, what's the change that you've made to your process in the last, you know, year or six months that you've said like, Hey, this was a good idea. I'm curious. So you changed the website, but what about on the process side? Yeah, on the process side, I'd say when I started with my assistant, she's fantastic. She's still brokering with me as well, just doing only brokering. We kind of developed this Google spreadsheet together on Google Sheets. And it was like a live spreadsheet. And it's how I track my whole business. And I'm constantly bombarded with people saying, hey, here's this new program, new system, track all your deals and track your business and have like a flow system. But we kind of created this one together with everything that was important for us in a deal. And it's our tracking system or was our tracking system now my own, but live all the time. So as she updated things, I could see when she was in a certain deal on a certain line, she'd change and update the information. So we would constantly have live updates with each other all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a reason to reinvent the wheel unless there's something great out there. I'm open minded to it, but this spreadsheet has worked so well for us. And I think we really dialed it in over the last year, like till she was with me at the end of July is when she left or just started broking alone. And I couldn't live without that red feed. Right. It's how I track everything. And it's how I keep everything organized. And I know so what's one thing that you track without. that most people may think that's an odd thing to track? Or is there anything that you have in there that is like your own personality or something that you think is uh, important? Probably people track the same things. I mean, I do track, of course, referral source, how it came to me, that kind of thing. But one thing I don't have on this specific tracker is on my renewal tracker. And I feel like I share this with a lot of people because not a lot of people track this, but always track the mortgages that you haven't done. So if you have any application or a co-signer that has a mortgage or some mortgage that you haven't done before, track those dates and those renewal dates because those people are already going to be a warm lead for you. They've already met you because they've co-signed maybe their kid's mortgage with you or whatever. So they know you, they like you already. And then you can contact them six months before their renewal date. If they, let's say, have their mortgage with their bank and say, hey, I'd be happy to give you some options at renewal time. You know, we did your son's mortgage back and whenever. And I'm happy to give you an opinion if you want. And they're just so open to it because they've already met you. They already know you. I think that's a good advice for everybody listening to this. So what reminds you to do that? So if I was your client and I'm co-signing for somebody and you see my other mortgage, like, do you just take that info and put it into your spreadsheet? You just pull that thing up and renewal date, yeah. balance, all just that a, stuff. Yeah, totally separate spreadsheet. And then I just keep track of it, look at it every month, see which ones are coming up, which I need to send out give them a call or an email if you want. I mean, I actually send physical mail out for my renewals because I feel like people open that and yeah. people don't always open an email or they'll skip by it or, hey, I'll go back to that later and they miss it. That's yeah, very old. But so if, who actually does the letters for you then? So I do have an assistant that's not in my business, but she does a lot of the admin stuff for me. So she sends out all the renewals, birthday cards and does all my gift deliveries for me as well. So she sends those out. Okay. And then, so it sounds like your process is pretty dialed in. You have this admin assistant that helps you. What do you do for gifting or like thank yous and stuff? 
So what, uh, I give everybody like? a branded Yeti. So before it had like Candace Carr and my brokerage, and now it has like the Kindred with my name and email on the other side. And what kind and of feedback have we got on those? The best by far. Like now there's clients that are coming up that we'll be getting two. And sometimes they're like, yeah, I want another one. So I think I might have to come up with an alternative for those people that have already had one or two of them, but the best feedback by far and nobody throws yeah. them away. It's not I like love a, my, yeah, I, exactly. I, I use it every single day. Yeah. Things I have awesome. mine actually in my office there. So I love it. People don't throw them away. It's permanent branding with a gift card. I feel like they use it and it's gone. They forget. They don't even know, but with those Yetis, I've had the so best. So that's if somebody closes a mortgage, you do a Yeti. So what do you do for somebody yeah. who refers you? So let's say if I refer you a client, do you have a thank you that you do for me? Is it just like, hey, thanks, Scott, high five, or you do anything? Yeah, for clients, I would send out, depending on the type of deal and if the file closes, I would send a Yeti or sometimes a gift package. Depends. Sometimes I customize things if it's like a really special client where I we have kind of a backstory or a history. Sometimes it's a gift card if it's, you know, just a simple thank you for so, you, but, close, but, so, and who does this so this is done by your admin because i'm thinking if you're doing yeah. 200 files there's no way you're doing this like unless you just don't sleep no. you know if you work if you work <laughs> well, 18 hours sleep, a day but... yeah yeah so your admin will go into your spreadsheet see that a mortgage is closed and then do you have a note in there to say send the yeti or like how do they know what to send yeah everything is all basically a drop down i'm asking so I can very put, like... specific questions because anybody listening it's actually more useful if it's specific that's interesting to me if anybody else finds it interesting well i'm interested so i'm gonna ask <laughs> hopefully yeah. find, it, yeah. people so, find it interesting. so we basically copy paste the part of the massive spreadsheet that's my working spreadsheet that i do with all the time so they have the name closing date address where it needs to be delivered to paste it into a separate gift delivery spreadsheet and in there, I have drop downs for if it's going to be a Yeti, a gift card, if it's a referral, and then the note for in the card. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go through there. And like my assistant's like, hey, I have a bunch of deliveries. Can you make the notes? So I'll type in personalized message that right. she handwrites in each card so that it looks like it's handwritten by me, but she, in fact, does handwrite it. The message is from me because I'm writing yeah, it's it. Yeah, still your message. Talking it into the card. So sometimes it'll be more specific or, you know, if the file was difficult for some reason, you know, I'll put like thank extra God, little notes there. No, just kidding. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like, or like, thank you for trusting me with your mortgage needs. Yeah. You know, whatever. So some kind of personalized message in there. Okay, so you do a thank you on Yetis. And how many Yetis do you think you give out in a year? Well, last year was probably 200. Where do yeah. you get them? I order them from Yeti com or .ca or whatever and i have them delivered right to my guy near regina that does all the engraving so they just deliver them right to him he engraves them all and oh, okay, then tells me cool. when they're ready for pickup and then okay so you get them all engraved and then all right so what other things do you do for like database you said something about you're doing letters and walk me through what you do in your database to generate business because you seem to get a lot of your business comes from database client referrals what are you doing yeah, with your database? so i do have a crm that we send like monthly regular emails out and then also breaking news so that does actually trigger a lot of people to reply back with questions or like hey actually could we set up something and send out the annual like it's your mortgage anniversary email so if you want to reevaluate anything or touch base like happy to review your mortgage with you that kind of thing and that does actually spark a lot of business but I do stand by my mailed out renewal letter because I think so much is online right now and so much gets skipped over or left to the last minute. So I send them out six months in advance and I've had pretty good success with it. And then, okay, if I'm a client, I get your letter of six months, then am I going to book a call with you? What's the call to action on that letter? Yeah, yeah. It says like, please give me a call or text or email. Like basically they can reach me any way they want. 
and we'll set something up to get a plan rolling. And so they know what the options are, what the renewal looks like, that kind of thing. And I send, of course, my business card with every single letter as well. So they have that handy. And what percent of your business is like renewals right now? Are you finding? I should look. I'd have to check my spreadsheet. Quite a few, though. I mean, of course, with rates as high as they are compared to where people were, that's usually a big surprise when they have a renewal offer and they're like, holy cow, it's five and a half percent versus the three percent I signed on. Mm -hmm. So I think that itself does spark that call to say like, hey, what's going on here? Is there anything I can do? Yeah, so that's true. When rates are on the decline, they're like, oh, this is great. Yeah, just sign it. There's way more opportunity when rates are higher than when they originally signed. Yeah, people are going to want to get a second opinion more when pricing is higher and they're feeling the Mm -hmm. pinch everywhere rather than when it's like, yeah, but yeah, they say like people are seven times more likely to do something because of avoiding pain than a gain. So, mm-hmm. and if they feel pain, then they're going to reach out. So, yeah, totally. Is there any other campaigns or anything you found work for finding business? Yeah, actually, I mentioned this at MPC on the broker panel that we had, but I think some people in the back of the room couldn't hear what I was saying. So I feel like I'm bad, but I partnered with a local insurance brokerage. So they do like home auto insurance, that kind of thing. But I think the key is locally owned, so it can't really be a corporation. Originally, I did have the partnership with a locally owned insurance brokerage, which was fantastic. I even had a sign up at their office and everything. And what happened was I said, hey, like if I do 200 files a year, I'm happy to send these people all to you. And they're really nicely packaged. I send the offer to purchase in MLS, so they have all the property details and say, hey, my friends at the time it was HK Insurance can give you a really competitive insurance quote. They're fantastic, locally owned and have great service. Would you like me to get you a quote? And every time they would say, yes, that's great. So they got bought out by a bigger insurance company and they just took my sign down and weren't interested in partnering. So I found from the owner of HK Insurance who sold her business, who another locally owned insurance company would be that I could partner with. So I met with them and they were like a little skeptical at first, but I said like, just let's try it. And here's my mail out. So in return for me sending them all of the home insurance options, I guess, or people, and I send a nicely little packaged email that's on a template, they send out in every piece of mail they send, which is about 150 pieces of mail a day, flyer that slips into their mail, which is all just home insurance renewals brochure that says refinance your mortgage on one side and renew your mortgage on the other side. It has some little details about what it could look like to refinance and what the benefits are to renew with a broker. And so it has my face on it and my brokerage information. And so they mail those out with every piece of mail they send in return for me sending the business. And so you said they send a day 150? About 150 pieces of mail a day. Yeah. So that's 150 flyers a day that go And so if you think about how many files would you get a month from something like that? I probably get three calls a month for people saying, Hey, I got your flyer. You know, I think again, this is the relationship based thing because when you trust an insurance company that's locally owned and you've been with them years and they send, Hey, here's a broker that we've partnered with. They're just more likely to trust you and, yeah, and trust. be loyal to you. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so, yeah. So it's been really great. And I do love that I can help and add that extra layer of service to the clients, giving them a really great option for home insurance. And they know the lawyers that I work with and we just streamline everything for the client. So it's easier for them. So in the same way you refer a realtor or an appraiser and a lawyer, I have the home insurance aspect as well. And if you send 200 of those, how many do you think people will end up doing something with them? Do you have any ideas? They said they have had really a great number of them fund like or get policies with them. So I would say almost 100%. It's such a warm referral. 
And right. if people say, no, hey, no thanks, I have my own insurance company, that's totally fine. Go for it. But for all the ones I send, I mean, they quote them, you know, multiple different insurance policies. And so why would they go anywhere else? They have all the options, just like using a broker, they have other options to choose from. So they've had great success with it, which like I mentioned, originally, they were a little skeptical on like, how is this going to work? But then I sent them a few just in good faith, say like, hey, this is how I'm going to package these referrals to you. Here's how it looks. And I just kind of kept firing them off until they're like, okay, yeah, send us your flyers. Let's do this. It's worked really That's well. Great, yeah. I know they have great service, which I wouldn't refer to them if they didn't. My own home insurance is with them. My auto insurance, like everything I do is with them. So I can see firsthand their great service. So I'm happy to pass that on to clients. And then in return, I get advertising back. Yeah, it's a good collaboration. Do you have any other collaborations like that that you do? Like financial advisors or anything? Yeah, actually, I do have a financial advisors that I work with. And I met how, them through doing their mortgages, actually. How, so, and yeah, so what's your plan like with financial advisors? Really, it's just a referral off them. They send business to me and I send business to okay. them. Anybody that I see needs their services or, you know, even some kind of quirky life insurance thing that I can't get done with our insurance that we offer, I'm happy to send them there as well. And on your insurance, so is it like an MPP or something like internal creditor insurance? Yeah, we right? have Canada Life, yeah. Canada Life. And so what percentage of your clients who do mortgages end up getting the insurance with you? I'm going to say 50% probably. Yeah. Like I do encourage them to take coverage because they should have something in place and they can cancel any time, which I would say, like, if you want to look into other coverage, I'm happy to refer you to somebody for outside third party life insurance, but you could take this for now. So you have immediate coverage and there's something in place, but just make sure you're covered either way. So better to take it now and cancel it than to not take it and be sorry you didn't. Right. That's good. I really like that idea of the insurance partnership. And you send an email, but do you also, do you talk, like, do you give them a heads up? So if I'm your client, are you going to say, hey, Scott, like, what do you do? You say one of the value adds yeah. we do is X, yeah. Y, Z. As soon as the file is file complete, I'll say, hi, here's your all your mortgage details. I outline it all, like their mortgage amount, payment frequency, if property taxes are being paid by the lender or the client. And then in there, I say, I'm happy to get you a home insurance quote from this company. And let me know if you want to proceed with it. And I'll send an email. And most of the time, they'll say, yes, I'll follow up as well if they don't respond to it or I'm not sure. And then, so they always know that it's coming. And then immediately I'll send, I have a templated email. So I send that out to the insurance company. I CC the clients in it, which I mentioned in the body of the email and attach the MLS and offer to purchase and the lawyer information. Right. That's good. Any other sort of things that you've found to be helpful to build your business that I haven't asked you about? You know what? I just think relationships are the most important thing ever. I have such a great relationship, like again, with the insurance company and even the lawyer's office that I use. They're so fantastic because I always say, and I make friends with the girls that are doing the admin work for that and the lawyer himself, like everybody's so great. I always say, or give a heads up if there's a complicated file, but I always let them know, call me if you need anything at all. If there's any question before you call the client, phone me to make sure that I can handle it and make sure it's a smooth transaction for the client so that they're not confused or overwhelmed with not knowing what's going on or what they're asking for. So I like that when I can deal with someone that I know and trust. It's just a great working relationship that I have with them. And I trust them. They trust me. And it's fantastic. I've gotten referrals from them as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Like everybody that touches the client in some way is a partner. And so you can create good relationships. You can create referrals back and forth for mm-hmm. all of you. Everybody mm-hmm. can win. And I do work in a real estate office as well, which is fantastic. And I've been there for quite a while, probably six years now. And the relationships that I have with all of them, it's like a family there. And anything I need, like I know that 
I can talk to them. Well, I've made friends with most of them anyway as well. Like we're close. We have a good close working relationship. It's supportive. They trust me. They're not going to call me and bug me every second day to see if there's an update or if they can remove conditions early. Like they know I know what I'm doing and I trust them as well. And it's so nice to be in a real estate office too when you need certain things like, I don't know, for example, like a commission agreement because maybe you're short on down payment funds from the sale of a house or you know, receipts for a deposit or something like that. It's just such a good close relationship that I have with all areas of it. So I know that if I can take a client in and they'll let me take care of them with all the different people that I have, they'll have a really great home buying experience or even refinance experience or whatever it may be. But Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. So this has been a fantastic conversation. Thanks for being willing to share and what you're doing. Where can people find you online? Yeah, so candacecar.ca or kindredmortgageco.com is a brokerage website and Instagram is canvascar.ca as well. I'm on there a lot. Okay, where did the name come from? I have to ask. Oh, so, well, I did go through a lot of names. I think I spent more time naming my business than I did my kids. And means actually like relationships, like when you're kindred with somebody or you have kindred kindred spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that you're connecting with people. And I feel like our business is all about connections with other people, like I've spent five minutes talking about. And I love that we can connect clients with really great people that will take care of them. Yeah, I like that it had kind in the, it's kind of a softer name, I'd say, right. which I think that industry maybe needs. And it, so far, it's, I've had great feedback on the branding and everything, so. Yeah, no, I think it's a great name. So that's thank awesome. You. Well, thank you, Candice, for coming to chat with us. Yes, thank you for having me. It's been great. Hey, thanks again for listening. And hopefully you got some ideas from my conversation with Candice. If you are a mortgage broker, know somebody in the Saskatchewan area, that would be amazing to have on the show. I'd love to talk to them. As we expand our company into that market, we want to get to know people there as well as just find out the nuances and differences. So Scott and I love mortgagebrokering.com. Love to hear from you. And uh, thanks again for listening to the show. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.